Welcome to the Servants of Grace podcast hosted by Dave Jenkins. Our podcast exists to provide trustworthy expository messages through the Bible and faithful answers to your theology questions. Now for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. Well, welcome back to the Servants of Grace podcast and to our theology segment. On today's episode, a listener writes in, and they have a great question. And the question is this, can a Christian practice Buddhist meditation methods? Well, the Bible affirms the necessity of meditation many, many times. The Bible, or biblical meditation, does differ from Buddhist meditation. Buddhist meditation involves mantras. They edify the gods of either Buddhism or Hinduism, meditating on and chanting a word or phrase, praising or seeking a false deity, is contrary to biblical Christianity. Genesis twenty four sixty three says, Isaac went out to the field one evening to meditate. Joshua 1, 8 says, Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you'll be prosperous and successful. The book of Psalms contains many references to meditation about the believer's desire for acceptable thoughts, speaking, wisdom, and understanding, and the testimonies of the Lord day and night. Psalm 1, 1 through 2 says, Blessed is the one whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. Psalm nineteen fourteen says, May these words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Psalm 48, verse 9 says, Within your temple, O God, we meditate on your unfailing love. Psalm 77, 12, I will consider all of your works and meditate on all your mighty deeds. Psalm 119, 15 says, I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. In uh, 1 Timothy 4, Paul wrote to Timothy about the importance of prayer, sanctification by the word of God and sound doctrine. In 1 Timothy 4.15, Timothy is told to meditate upon these things, give thyself wholly to them, that uh, thy profiting may appear to all. One reason we can conclude from these verses that meditation on God and on God's word is beneficial to every single Christian. This practice, uh, the practice of clearing one's mind and just emptying one's thought which is characteristic of Buddhist practices, is not biblical. We as Christians are to fill our mind with God's word, not empty it. We're to fill our mind with God's word. We're we're to remind ourselves. In Psalm 1, the word for meditation literally means to mumble. We're to mumble God's word to ourselves. We're to tell it to ourselves again and again and again as we chew on it, as we digest it, as it moves from our head to our heart, as we're thinking about it, uh, as we're coming and going to use even further scriptural languages. Language. Well, we need to ask the question, does a Christian inadvertently subscribe to Buddhist principles or edify false gods if they practice Buddhist meditation methods? Well, to understand that question, we need to ask, what is Buddhist meditation? Well, Buddhist meditation is focused on inner peace. It's a mental development, a calm mind, a pursuit towards spiritual awakening. The different techniques and the practices, they promote moral 
restraint, three of the most common mantras or phrase repeated during Buddhist and Hindu meditation. They include a mantra that translates to hail to the jewel in the lotus. Another one, I bow to Shiva, the supreme deity of transformation, who represents the truest, the highest self. Another one, the third one, I bow to Ganesh, the elephant-faced deity who is capable of removing all obstacles. I pray for blessings and protection. In addition to this focused thought process, Buddhist and Hindu meditation also involves breathing techniques in order to achieve a heightened mental state. Many Eastern religions teach that the source of salvation is found within and that the fundamental human problem is not sin against a holy God, but ignorance of our true condition. These worldviews advocate meditation in a higher form of consciousness as a way to discover a secret inner divinity. As Hindus practice meditation with these methods, the goal is to find God within their own being since God uh, Brahman and the self, Atman, are really one, they teach. We need to ask ourselves another question here. Is it sinful and blasphemous for Christian to speak these phrases during meditation? Well, absolutely it is. Uh, we are to meditate on what is true, Paul says, what is noble, what is good, and that is contained in the Word of God. And further, Scripture teaches us that we're responsible for all of our actions. In the Old Testament, a trespass was a trespass offering was required when a soul unknowingly sinned against the commandments of the Lord, but later realized it as Leviticus 5, 17 through 19 says. We are to be led and guided by the Holy Spirit whose whole aim is to point us to the truth of Scripture. Matthew twelve thirty six. we're warned here that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account therein in the day of judgment. So mature Christians are not like the child who repeats the curse word overheard from a parent. We have a responsibility to know the meaning of the words that we say. If we speak words the meaning of which we do not know, it would be presumed that those are idle words because they do nothing to edify Christ. Furthermore, do we need to understand that all of Scripture is for our good. And so when we're uh, uh, to, uh, to state these mantras and these phrases actually is to commit idolatry because we are saying that the God of Scripture is not enough for us. The fact the Christian engaging in meditation, biblical meditation that is, needs to understand the meaning of what they're saying. One could argue that the mantras would amount to the type of language mentioned in 2 Timothy 2, 16-18, when Paul instructed Christians to shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more godliness. In Ephesians 4.29, Paul directs the church, saying this, Let no corrupt com communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Verbally edifying the lotus, the Shiva, or the elephant-faced deity, it's blasphemous to the Lord Jesus Christ. It serves no purpose for the meditating Christian, whether they understand the meaning of the mantra or not. And this scenario here is similar to the popularity of George Harrison's hit song, My Sweet Lord. It's widely understood that Harrison penned, my sweet Lord, to the praise of the Hindu god Krishna. But he desired uh, for the Jews and the Christian religions to be included as well by incorporating hallelujah in the lyrics. 
Well, with the Beatles' global popularity, a whole generation was singing the Hindu mantra, blindly edifying Krishna. Meditation in its basic origins finds its origin in the word of God. We as Christians are to ground our lives in the authority of the word of God because the word of God is sufficient. It is for every phase and for every part of our lives. And so not only should our belief be grounded in the word, but our practice, the practice of our lives, how we conduct ourselves, what we think, it should be grounded in the word of God. And this is why we are not to engage in Buddhist or Hindu meditation because it, these forms of meditation, the Buddhist and the Hindu ones, are rooted in the false god of Buddhism and Hinduism. And doing this, engaging in the Buddhist or the Hindu form of meditation, uh, is contrary to the teaching of Scripture. We, Christians are to uh, not to engage in or even dabble with false religions. We are to ground our lives in the Word of God. We are to take in God's Word as we read it. We are to study it. To sh- uh, Paul says in 2 Timothy uh, 2.15 that we're supposed to study to show ourselves approved. Workmen, rightly dividing the word of truth. Pastors are, are, are given to the church as a gift, Paul says in Ephesians 4.11-15, uh, so that they can equip the saints for the work of ministry, which is, as Paul says to Timothy, to rightly handle the word of God, as I just mentioned. And this is so important because the more that we take in God's word, the more that we, and we're reading it and we know of it, the more that we can remind ourselves of it, the more we can do as, as even uh, Lloyd-Jones in his classic book, um, if you never read it, called um, Spiritual Depression. We can talk to ourselves in, in biblical language or, or as, uh, to, to use an even famous, more famous example, as Charles Spurgeon once said of, of John Bunyan, if you cup Bunyan, he'll bleed but bleed. Now, he's not saying if you if you cut Bunyan that you'll literally bleed the Bible. What he's saying is Bunyan knew the scriptures. He he had the scriptures on his heart, on his mind. They they had been written there on he had so taken it in that that what came out of him was the word of God. It should be the same with all of us as Christians, the more that we're reading the scripture, the more that we're chewing on the scripture, the more that we're setting scripture before our hearts and before our minds, the more we will meditate on it. And by the way, this has immense benefits for us in the midst of grief, in the midst of sadness, in the midst of trouble, in the midst on hard days, even on the best of days. We can remind ourselves and should remind ourselves of the scriptures. We There's a way that the psalmist says uh, seems right to us, but but that's not the way that God has for us. God God has outlined the way of the righteous, and the way of the righteous is found only in and because of Christ alone. And Christ is revealed only in the scriptures. And so if you want to know Christ, you must know the scriptures. If you want to meditate on the word to know more of Christ and to take in the word of God, you must know the scriptures. You must chew on it. You must meditate on it to know God and to grow in him. And this is where biblical meditation provides the fuel not only for memorizing the Bible, but also for applying the Bible and where the Spirit uses the Word in the midst of our trials, in the midst of our challenges, in the midst of our difficulty. So no, we we don't need Buddhist or Hindu meditation. We need more of the Word of God, and we need to understand what the Word means and, and how to take it and to meditate on it and to feed on it and to 
feast on the treasure that God has provided in the scriptures. So I want to thank you guys for listening or watching this episode of the Servants of Grace Theology segment. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you and keep you. Thank you for listening to the Servants of Grace podcast today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, leave a rating on the app, and share our episode with your friends and family. If you'd like to, you can follow us on Instagram at Servants of Grace, on Twitter at Servants of Grace, or by searching Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this podcast on the front page of our website at servantsofgrace.org.